Hello and welcome to the first episode of Understanding the Rainbow. Uh, I'm one of your hosts. My name is Clint. And I'm Ashley. Uh, so this particular podcast, uh, we're going to take a look into a lot of things, but per- predominantly what we're going to start with is uh, the LGBT understanding everything that fits under that rainbow uh this 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 podcast came about from us talking one day on the deck uh while we were i was sipping an adult beverage and ashley was watching me uh and we were trying to decipher uh what exactly some of the terms meant that we were hearing and uh it was something that interested us both not in a bad way but we didn't think it was ridiculous we just thought we really don't understand this we'd really like to understand it more so this podcast is a way for us to figure that out figure out all the terms and figure out and and to meet people who fall under these different terms and to kind of find out about their lives and kind of figure out maybe where we fit under that as well yeah absolutely i think it'll be beneficial for a lot of people out there too because we're both in our mid-30s we both have well we we have two small kids that are growing up way too quickly and right now, even in their public school, they are learning about Pride, Pride Month, uh, what the rainbow flag means and everything. And I think it's great to be educated and to be able to answer questions. Because for me personally, like I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic school. I went to my first communion and confirmation and all that. And this was never taught to me in school. So having my kids in public school now and to actually see that the teachers are embracing all this is just is fantastic so i want to be more educated and i think that's one of the main reasons why i we started looking into all this yeah no and i i, I grew up in uh southern florida and I, I i don't know i didn't grow up not knowing anyone gay but i didn't know anybody i didn't know i knew anybody that was gay for the longest time until my uh, best friend growing up uh, came out to me, uh, it wasn't a surprise when he did, but it uh, it was it was a culture shock for me going from being, you know, kind of a sea of straight people to being the straight guy in a sea of gay people. So uh, <laughs> I did have experience with that, and then um, something I uh, Ash and I discussed uh, before, and uh, I've discussed with uh, my friend Matt. Uh, was how at that time in our lives we really thought it was a straight line it was you were straight you were bi or you were gay and now uh, like Ashley was saying we're we're learning all these things that there's so much more than that there's so much between straight and gay and and it it's it's really fascinating in a good way and it it's I think it's it's a great time obviously there's still a lot of uh, social stigma around all that stuff uh, that we're as a society still trying to shake off, uh, but I think it's it's great that so many people are able to live their best life and to find what makes them happy and to live that way, uh, as opposed to obviously you know thirty, forty, fifty years ago and more, those people would have just shut their mouth and lived a life that they didn't feel they belonged in, uh, and and that's sad. So it's great that that's happening in society, and I hope uh, as the years go, it's going to get more and more accepting. And I think that they're teaching this stuff to like our children in school is great, 
uh, because they grow up in a world where it's just normal, right? It's just, you know, oh, Johnny likes boys. That's fine, whatever, you know, whereas when my friend came out to me, it was a big deal for him. Uh, but, you know, maybe later on, it, you know, in a few years, it's not going to be a big deal. And that's kind of, I think, the world... I think we'd all like to live in and uh that's kind of the point of this is that we want to learn all that and you know as the podcast grows we'll learn all the different sexualities we're going to learn try to learn all the genders we're going to try and meet people in all those situations and different relationships and who knows who knows where this goes right i mean understanding the rainbow doesn't just have to be lgbt it could be all sorts of things in life right and i think that's uh it's exciting Yeah, and I think one of the things that we need to do first is educate people on what the difference between sexuality and gender actually is, because some people think it's exactly the same thing. But by doing our research on our end, we found out that two complete things. And so, like, as of, like, just a brief description, I I looked up gender and my husband looked up uh, sexuality. So what I found for gender is that everyone has a gender identity, a feeling of feeling or sense of being male, female, or somewhere in between. Sometimes people's knee matches their bodies, and sometimes it doesn't. A person may be born with a penis and identify as a boy, or born with a vagina and identify as a girl. Now, this person has a gender identity that is called cisgender, or someone may be born with a penis and identify as a girl, or born with a vagina and identify as a boy. This person may have the gender identity that is called transgender. Now, it, gender uh, gender expression is where you actually share your identity with the world. So that's through what the clothing you wear, the makeup you wear, how you talk, act more. Now, a person's gender identity and gender expression can be different. Who someone is attracted to is sex, sexual orientation, and that's what Clint will be talking about, is not related to gender identity and expression. Everyone has both a gender identity and a sexual orientation. Gender roles are the unspoken rules in our society that say how girls and women, as well as boys and men, are supposed to behave. Sometimes gender roles can be harmful if they keep people from being who they truly are. So for an example, when you think of boys or men, they're supposed to be tough and like sports. But actually, that's keeping the boys from expressing feelings like kindness or doing something they might enjoy, like knitting. So when people grow older, they may experience the same thing, but they have a better understanding of what's going on. Now, the term gender is used to refer to someone who identifies as neither male nor female, both male and female, or a combination of different genders. Gender fluid, now we'll, go, we'll break all these down even more in future episodes, Just to, but this is just a brief explanation of different genders. So gender fluid is that another identity that is similar to gender queer. Some people experience their gender as fluid. This means that they may feel a, a mix of masculine or feminine qualities, or feel more feminine sometimes or more masculine at other times. This is called gender fluidity. As they age, their gender expressions can be influenced by how someone feels inside, 
family expectations, of course, and society expectations. Now, gender roles are the social norms that dictate the type of behavior that is generally considered appropriate for people based on their actual gender. Now, as a parent, I know it is important that we recognize how harmful gender roles can be if we force them on young people. With all this in mind, we can support children in shaping attitudes toward, about gender that encourage respect for many ways that people choose to identify and express themselves. I think it is also important to remember that people deserve to express themselves in ways that make them feel and to be respected no matter how they identify, look, or dress. Now, Clint, what did you find on sexuality? So on sexuality, kind of like you you pointed out there, it is more or less who you're attracted to or who you're not attracted to in some cases. Uh, So Mm -hmm. sexuality is not about who you have sex with or how often you have it. Sexuality is about your sexual feelings, thoughts, attractions, and behaviors towards other people. You can find other people physically, sexually, or emotionally attractive, and all those things are part of your sexuality. Sexuality is diverse and personal, and it is an important part of who you are. Discovering your sexuality can be very liberating, exciting, and positive experience. So, Obviously, my description is a lot shorter than Ashley's, but I think uh, if we had to break down the two, it's, uh, you know, sexuality is who you're attracted to and gender is kind of who you are as a person. Right, who you identify as. Right, and I think there's, uh, and you started to kind of, and you alluded to a little bit in yours, is that there's also sex versus gender, not sexuality, but sex itself, you know, like... When most people think of sex, they think of male and female, and there's obviously a lot into that. And when we get, whenever we get to uh, trans in our podcast, we'll obviously break that down a lot more. And I'm sure there's a lot of terms under trans. I know there's a lot. I've in a little bit of research I've done. There's asexual, and then there's a lot of terms that kind of umbrella under asexual. And I think that probably happens on down the line. Gay probably has several things under it. Straight has several things under it. By lesbian so on and so forth um and it was kind of described to me as not being a uh straight line but kind of being a scatter plot where everybody's kind of all over the place and but we're all like i said we're we're all under the rainbow here uh metaphorically um i i i don't think anyone probably or there's very few people out there who really just fit under the description of straight 100% straight like there's there's probably some terms that we're going to come across on this podcast that we're both going to kind of go yeah, okay yeah kind of fit under that um a little bit and and that's fine like everyone's a little bit different nobody's 100% this or 100% that it's for all you know, for all we know, you're you're 45 this, you're 25 this, you're you know whatever, and you know sometimes for some people it depends on the day. Kind of like you talked about with gender fluid, right? You you, you know maybe today you you feel male, maybe tomorrow you feel female, maybe who knows? I mean we don't know, and that's kind of part of the excitement of this podcast is we don't know, right? And that's what we, what we want to find right. out. Um, and so, like, in saying that, there are going to be times out here that me in particular, I'll probably put my foot in my mouth, and it's never on purpose. I'm never trying to upset anybody. 
I'm not setting out to upset anybody, I promise. I'm going to say things that are stupid. Bear with me. Just correct me. Don't yell at me. <laughs> I'm not trying to. Uh, I, I, I am accepting everybody, and I want to be even more accepting. And I think Ashley feels the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am more of a question person. So when I don't understand anything or something, I ask a lot of questions. And I may sound stupid by asking these questions, but it's the way I learn. And so, like, if there's something in one of the genders or the sexuality that I don't understand, like, I would love to be able to talk to someone who is experiencing that or has gone through that or is that. Like, so that's why we want to encourage people our listeners to either email us or send us a message on Twitter. And we would love to have you on the show as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, the more people you meet to follow, follow under these different umbrellas, the more accepting and the more understanding you become, especially when you hear these people's stories. And uh, I would love for us to be a, uh, a vessel for that, uh, for that information to get out. Uh, one of the things you touched on there, and uh, this is obviously our second time trying to record this episode, uh, and we talked about it before, what was the gender roles and how society can help can shape that and, and in a way kind of hurt uh, development and uh, people. Like I, I know uh, for me personally, like uh, we discussed last time, although nobody's going to hear it until now, was when I played baseball, I, you know, when I was a kid, I played baseball from about four years old until I was about 13. And whenever I struck out, I would cry. And I remember I would always kind of look up in the stands and I always felt like everybody was ashamed of me. So I would cry more because they're ashamed of me for crying. And like, and, and it's sad that I, mean, I think from an early age, you understand that boys aren't supposed to do that boys aren't supposed to show emotion unless it's anger really uh, but you're not supposed to show sadness it's considered weakness and uh and i i know just firsthand for being a boy obviously that on that end and i know for girls obviously you have a lot uh going on on your end with how society you know magazines and stuff like that and how they portray women and how you feel that you have to live up to these things and how how hard that can be um, I think we see that a little bit with our daughter for sure already uh, at seven, almost eight years old. Uh, she watches a lot of YouTube and then she tends to mimic those people and it's not always a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like Society has had a huge role in my, my life and even the family influences. Like growing up, like I was always a plus size child and I was always compared to someone else who's skinny and tall and blonde and smart and I I they expected me to be that and even going through like magazines even nowadays like you still see like size zero or double zero models and like those ads where you see the plus size you see the real models like those ones I love and I will go out just out of my way to purchase that product just because they actually use real women. Like, you walk down the street, you don't see a lot of people that are double zeros walking around. You see moms with stretch marks and loose skin and 
plus sized or I don't even know. Like no one is this perfect model that society actually makes us for or force us to be as even as a young age. Like my daughter watches like like Clint said, like a lot of YouTube, a lot of music videos and stuff like that and I worry for her because I want her to love her for herself. I don't want her to be comparing herself to anyone else, which is hard to do. And it's hard for her to actually understand that when she is watching TV or looking through books and everything. And this is what she sees. Right. And, and I, and the same thing goes for her son, obviously, where we, we want him to express his, his emotions and to cry when he needs to cry. And, and to understand that it's okay. Uh, It's important also as parents to be able to sit down and have that conversation with your child, you know, and ask, ask the questions like, you know, what do you see there? Do you think that's okay? And stuff like that. And this isn't a parenting show. And by all means, I am not a perfect parent in any stretch of the imagination. Getting into this, we, I think we just really want to understand the world better for them as well. uh, And be able to explain it to them better when they start asking us questions uh yeah absolutely even if they come up to us one day and be like mom dad like i feel this way or i've been doing this or is there something wrong with me because i like this person or that person like i want to be able to explain to them like no there's absolutely nothing wrong with you like it's perfectly normal like and i want to be able to like explain to them like what category they may fall into if they need my assistance for that or like help them out in any way possible just to whatever makes them happy i think that at the end of the day i don't care who they end up with or who they are i i want them to be happy yes absolutely and yeah no i mean and you never know whether or not your child's gonna be the one to come up and be like hey mom dad i'm gay or i'm trans or whatever and i think you us as parents and how much we love our kids i i'm gonna love my kids whether they live the prototypical you know nor i i hesitate to say normal because i think normal all the differences are normal right like and accepting all those differences is normal and it should be normal but you know i like I would say the prototypical cisgender uh, and straight lifestyle, right? Like if, if my son comes up to me and says, hey, dad, I like boys, I, I want to be able to put my arm around him and say, that's okay, you know? And Or same with my daughter. If she comes up and says, hey, I want to be a boy, I want to be able to be like, you know, that's that's your choice. And if that makes you happy, you're you're always going to be my, my baby, you know, you're always going to be my child, regardless of what's between your legs, right? So, uh, yeah, no, I, I... Yeah, and I think, like, when you look at... When you actually look at, like, the rainbow flag or the pride, like, I think it's a perfect representation of what everything and everyone is. Because it isn't just a straight um, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple... Like, if you actually look at the rainbow, there's a mix of colors in between 
from the purple to the blue, blue to the greens, to the, greens, to the yellow, different colors, and there's so, so many different sexes and genders. And I think that's a great, great representation. So did you, uh, I know you had some information on the flags. Did you want to talk about the uh, the original flag and moving on from there? Sure. All right. Now, my first question to you is, do you know what the colors of the flag actually mean? No, I, I've always assumed it, uh, I've assumed several things, I guess. Uh, but no, I, I don't know that each color had a, uh, a descriptive reason for them, no. Oh, okay, so the first first flag, it had eight different colors on it. Now, an activist, an artist, an openly gay military veteran named Gilbert Baker, but a fellow activist and future politician, Harvey Milk. Now, three years after they met, Milk challenged Baker to create a symbol for the gay community. And the end product is the first rainbow LGBTQ flag. So you'll see at the top the pink. Now that represents sex, and and red is life. Orange is for healing. Yellow is for sunshine. Green is for nature. Turquoise is for magic and art. Indigo is for serenity, and violet is for spirit. Now around 1978 and 79, they had what people believe is a shortage of fabric. So they got rid of the pink stripe in 1978 because the pink was hard to find. And the turquoise stripe met the same fate in 1979. Now there are two possible explanations to why this happened. Like I said, the hot pink and the turquoise material was difficult to get. And also people, the other reason people think the flag should have been an even number of stripes. So once they got rid of the pink, it was only seven stripes. So people, I guess, were upset about that, and they wanted yeah. an even number of stripes. My OCD probably <laughs> would have been upset with the, the seven as well. Oh, would you actually look at that flag and start counting? One, two, three, four, <sighs> five, six, seven. Oh, there's only Sadly, seven. Sadly, yes, I probably would have. should be eight or there's <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the American flag has 13 stripes, right? And it's a weird number of stripes. I also understand why there's 13 stripes to 13 original colonies. But it is, I don't like odd numbers. Like, you know, I it took me several years to be able to put a volume on an odd number. <laughs> yes, this is it's, true. It is true. Yes. And so I do understand it from that standpoint. <laughs> yeah. But then in 2018, a brand new flag was designed to include white, pink, and light blue stripe chevron design. So you'll see the little triangle on the side of the new one. Now this one is called the Progress Pride flag. Now it reflects the colors of the transgender flag. While the brown and the black stripes represent people of color and those lost to AIDS. So now you know. Now very interesting, and that's why we use the progress flag as part of our logo. It's the most recent one, and it's yes. the most inclusive. Right. When we also understand that every sexuality has their own flag as well. So when we actually break everything down, we'll be able to show their flag. Like our very first 
topic is going to be, I believe we chose lesbians. Yes. Uh, so on hopefully future episodes, we'll actually have a live uh, early in the week where we ch- uh, we choose the sexuality we're going to research and then record later in the week. Yes. Yes. And the main reason why we wanted to uh, update everyone on what sexuality we're going to do next is if anyone does want to reach out to us and be on the show or ask questions or let us ask you questions, we appreciate that. So we'll give you like a good week of five days just to reach out to us. Uh, Clint will put in the description our email address and our Twitter handle. Yeah, and also you can reach us out the uh, Twitter handle is right there underneath Ashley's picture or her camera right there. Yep, she's pointing directly at it. At under Rainbow Pod, uh, we she will reach out on Twitter uh, and see if there's anyone willing to come on and be interviewed or to talk about it, and then we can uh, record that while we're doing in the middle of our podcast. And that would actually be that would be a lot of fun, I think, for for us and uh, hopefully for everybody else listening. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think that's all we have for the introduction episode. Yeah, I think we covered the basics, so now we know what the difference between gender and sexuality was. Um, we broke down what the flag actually meant, right. and so now we can move on to our first topic, right. which is lesbians. lesbians. And we did not do that on purpose. I swear it was a random draw, and <laughs> it just happened to be lesbians. Uh, so that was that was a lot of fun. Thanks for, for this, and uh, I'll see you up in uh, the bedroom here in a couple minutes. All right. Take care, everyone. Have a great one. Bye-bye.